Hey, security peeps, we are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping amazing, demystifying cybersecurity and helping amazing leaders hire great talent. And I am here with an amazing guest today, Nadia Kadim. Say hi to everybody, Nadia. Hi. And Nadia is phenomenal. I mean, she's a tw she's 26. She is, has just um, started a startup. She has um, just got funding for the startup. She's coming to us all the way from The Hague in the Netherlands. So Nadia, I am really excited to chat with you and learn about how you broke into the industry. What made you go from you were you're an attorney turned into cybersecurity, you know, guru? So tell me, what made you switch? What made you start out with be, becoming an attorney and then transitioning into cyber? Talk to us about that. Well, first of all, thank you, Renee. It's amazing to be here. I've never done something like this, so I'm super excited. Super and excited. yeah, so I'll tell you about me. So I started uh, with in law because i really wanted to help people and that started with wanting to help children so my first job was kind of in child protection uh, protecting abused children which was a very great but depressing job really um i had as the only legal person employed by that company i had to kind of immerse myself into all legal aspects Hi, Derek. Oh, I can see messages. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I had to kind of immerse myself into all legal aspects, including privacy. And that was a topic that I never really thought about, um, was never really interested in, to be honest. But I could very soon like, call myself a, a privacy officer. And as you know, data privacy and cybersecurity kind of go hand in hand because you need secure systems to secure data and so and then i met this guy chris who is my co-founder now and he was a cybersecurity expert and he had this idea about starting a company wanting to protect small businesses and then we were like whoa we'd be kind of be like a dream team in doing this and so here we are that's amazing so you and chris his name is chris that's your co-founder yeah you all met did you meet in as a part of law program or no so he's actually my boyfriend yeah. and uh, yeah we met business and pleasure i know <laughs> yes yeah, so we met how we met technology i'm telling you we met on this kind of tinder thing uh bumble it was called and we met in the hague we had a coffee we had dinner we went to a museum uh, it was a very long date. And now we have a business together. <laughs> I, I love it. I love that. <laughs> Let me shout some people out. So Derek is here from Texas. Amani is here. He said, hey, Nadia. And Hannah is here Hi, from Hannah. Barcelona. <laughs> so Nadia, you met your, your um, co-founder, who's also your boyfriend. He's in cyber. You're on the legal side. You're helping these children. You understand the privacy component. And you understand that small businesses need help. Is that what made you go and be a part of the accelerator program? Yeah. So okay. 
Um, yeah, so our business is completely focused on small to medium enterprise SMEs. And uh, because there's not really anything in the market for them that kind of tackles all of their issues, cybersecurity and data privacy. So that was great. And uh, yeah, we started in around January, getting our first investment like you started with. And then in June, we applied on a whim to this amazing national Cybersecurity center acceleration program in the uk and then we were accepted and we were like oh my god what are we gonna do because um well in the middle of covid in the middle of corona and it was going to be a live program so we were like okay we have to go to england um anyway we did and uh, the 10 weeks just finished uh, a week and a half ago and it's been amazing so you went to so you left the hague you went to the UK. Yeah. So you're a part of this accelerator. Is it like an incubator program? Like how many people are in it? And rename it again? You said the yeah. name. Yeah. So it's the NCSC, the National Cybersecurity Center, Cyber Accelerator. Uh, it was based in Cheltenham. And there are different cohorts. And normally they did nine months, that nine month cohorts with different, different startups. Um, and about six startups get chosen but now we were the first ones to do a 10-week program which was much shorter than they normally do and we were one startup of about um 70 applications and six got chosen so we were one of six out of around 70 to 100 applications and there are like over 100 applications normally but because of corona there was a little bit less uh, applications this time. And you were there in person, it wasn't virtual. Yeah, yeah, we were there in person, which was very strange because we were like in this room and we had to really keep distance. So we were sat really far apart, And but it was amazing. They absolutely did a tremendous job in keeping everyone safe, but still offering this, this in-person program that really changed the course of NAC. So I can imagine that, I mean, I'm thinking about being in a program in a cohort like this, you're brand new to security. Were the other people that were there, did they have years of experience in security? Were they brand new, similar to you? You know, talk to me about some of the other folks just to give us a picture of what it was like in your, your um, the, other, the other companies in your cohort. Yeah, I'd love to. So um, as I said, one of six startups and some were really early on like we are and were and some were a little bit further down the line um there were some people of our age some a little bit older so it was a real great mix and what the ncsc did is they chose startups on the basis of their alignment with the ncsc's mission so one of their mission statements is they want to make the uk a safer place to live and work and 99% of, of businesses in the UK, they're small businesses. So we completely flew that out of the park or we knocked that out of the park uh, we, in terms of alignment with that mission. Anyway, so there were different companies who, some of them were focused on enterprise, some of them were focused on consumers and we were focused on, um, on SMEs, on small businesses. And uh, yeah, different ages, different backgrounds, but mostly really technical people. And I was the only uh, female CEO. There were two other women um, that were part of the of the cohorts uh, 
businesses. Um, and but I was the uh, only female CEO, so that was quite interesting. That's amazing. So you, um, I'm, I'm thinking that you're probably one of the youngest, if not the youngest, there. I was the youngest, yeah. and, and the only female. Yeah. So the youngest and the only female. That's amazing. So what was that experience like being there? You're a CEO. You're, you know, the only female CEO with these men in the room, and you're, um, you know, you're a co-founder. So what was that experience like? Um, there, it was a mixed bag, really. Um, the NCC and Weira. Weira is this company that co-hosted the um, the accelerate acceleration program. They were amazing, accommodating, um, and the other cohort members. We've really made friends, like proper friends. But I I don't know if it's a UK thing um, because I've never really experienced it so much in the Netherlands. But there was definitely some challenges for me as a woman trying to make myself heard and that's probably not only to do with my gender obviously i also have a very soft voice maybe you can't really hear it right now because i'm on the podcast talking into a mic but normally i talk quite softly um and i'm not super technical so my own insecurities were also sometimes kind of holding me back in answering some questions or talking about things but i've grown in that so much over the last 10 weeks and as i said also have made amazing friends so yeah pros and cons as always that's an interesting experience and and, and a great experience to go through yeah. um especially this early on in your career yeah. so the funding aspect, tell me about that because so many people, you know, they struggle to get funding and yeah. your brand new startup started in January, so less than a year, and yeah. you already have funding. And, and is it is the funding a result from being a part of this um, accelerator? No, no, so that came way before. So um, we got the funding in January, right when we started. So Chris had already been wanting to kind of start this company before I got involved. And he had this idea and um, um, he had Googled investors, The Hague, and he came across this company um, that was like an early stage startup investor and kind of, kind of getting into the cybersecurity field, not having any portfolio companies yet in the cybersecurity field. So we were one of his first and he was, Kind, he was interested, like he thought it was an interesting idea, but we had nothing, right? And I wasn't even there in the, in the very, very beginning um, for the first meeting. And so he was kind of hesitant to invest at that stage because there was, you know, the team is one of the most important things when investors look at potential partners or potential startups to invest in. And then we decided that, you know what, should we see if it helps if I come along and talk to him and talk, talk about our ideas? And then he was like, yeah, great. And then he gave us the investment. So I don't think that our experience is very standard. I think we were definitely an exception, but that's just because we were kind of a dream team, like a privacy lawyer, a cybersecurity expert, uh, you know, an idea and a vision that was so new um, and we can talk about that a bit later but we were very we wanted to be very 
feminine and very helpful. And that is kind of refreshing in the cybersecurity field. So I think that that has helped. I think that you touched on something that comes up um, a lot and it, it talks about it. One of the things that comes up a ton in the cybersecurity space is communications and communication skills. And it's clear that for you to be able to get this funding, that you were the ticket, you know, your boyfriend, your co-founder, he was there, not able to really, you know, solidify it. And you came in um, and your communication style and your communication skills and be able to really lay out that vision clearly made the investor more comfortable to say, yes, I'm going to move forward with this. So I just yeah. want people to, again, you know, when we talk about skills, because for this month, Cybersecurity Awareness Month, we're really, really sharing with the audience around, you know, people who may not necessarily know much about the security space and making them aware that great communication skills are another skill. You don't have to be super technical for every role. You know, that's one of the big myths. Right. So this month we're doing myth busting. One of the myths is that everyone doesn't need to be technical. You can have your type of a background, Nadia, in um, privacy law and then utilize that and partner up with someone else. Another point you made was around the team, especially when it comes to startups. One of my favorite, favorite shows. I don't watch it anymore, but it used to be Shark Tank. And I was like such a Shark Tank fanatic. And they would <laughs> always talk about the team. They're like, oh, well, the product, I don't know, or what have you. They're like, but tell me more about you. You know, I like your drive. I like what you're doing. So that's so, so, so very important, especially, you know, in when you're doing startups or just team building as a whole. So yeah. two great, two great points that you just made. Yeah, team is everything. We like people. Um, we trust people. So not only investors, but also our customers, our clients, our partners, we all look at the people. So I think that if Chris and I weren't the team, then it would have gone very differently. We, we complement each other. And I think that's very important to know, you know, Chris is very technical and has amazing experience over 10 years in cybersecurity. I barely knew how to, you know, reinstall some program on my laptop. I'm learning every day, but I think the team and investing in that great talent, that's really important. And we learned that at the accelerator as well, because we spoke to so many potential investors and they weren't really interested in us at that moment because we were too early for like seed and, and, and further investment. But they always said the team is one of the most important things. What are some of the other takeaways that you took? That's such a good nugget from the accelerator. Like, were there any two, one or two things that you took away that you would you, that you would want people to know about? Yeah. Oh, great question. So that's one of the things that I always say now. So it's the team, 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 mm -hmm. team. Um, and you know, when you're when you're a startup. And you, if you talk about investment and kind of seeking investment, then um, what they want is scalability and defensibility. And we kind of learned how to um, how to talk in a certain way to make yourself interesting. And I think that's again where communication comes in because words that that is my commodity, my words, because I'm trying to explain to you you know, what we're doing and why we're passionate about it. Um, so 
the way you talk about things in investment, but also to your customers is incredibly important. So in the beginning of our journey, we really consciously decided, okay, we are who we are. We have a cybersecurity solution for small businesses, but uh, that sounds really, really boring. And that's not who we are. We're young and we're playful, but we're experts, but we want to help people. So we really invested with Hannah, who you met uh, virtually, um, in communication and who are we, what's our DNA and how do we convey that to everyone around us. So that's another one. So team, communication, and what else can I say? God, it was so much. Honestly, I'd love to give you just a debrief because seriously, it's been so helpful. It's been amazing. <laughs> I can imagine. So a couple more comments coming in here. Um, Danielle Goodwin, she's always here. She says, good morning, Chris. I'm assuming this is the other half of this that wonder team. <laughs> says, hello, Chris, you have to get you on next. Uh, Roderick Jones says hello from the Music oh, City Music Nashville. City. And we have to talk about your other talents, your musical talents. What's coming up next? Ozzy uh, says hello. She's going to be on the podcast soon. Nice. Val Roop says hi. These are all my favorite people. Um, Roger, hello from Pittsburgh. Very much enjoying this session. Danielle says again, small to mid-sized businesses are in desperate need of cybersecurity. So absolutely right here. And um, Chris chimed in again and said, especially during COVID. Um, yeah. Yes, yes. I, we, you know, I was on a podcast myself recently and we talked about the fact that right now um, there's such an uptick in, in, in cases, a 400% uptick in cybersecurity. Um, according to the US FBI, 400% uptick in cybersecurity. Um, uh, Mm -hmm. Cybercrime and then 28% uptick in job openings. So, mm -hmm. and small and medium sized businesses, you know, get hit. The, the, they're one of the, the easy targets. So, definitely a need. And they go out of, in 60% of cases, they actually go out of business after a successful attack, which people just don't realize. And they, and we always think, oh, it's not going to happen to me or, you know, I'm not that important. And the thing is that they, they might not even target you specifically, but it just, they have a spray and pray and they have all these things that they, and we are so vulnerable. And it's great to see that there's actually an increase of awareness and these kinds of things, these podcasts, they help. And, and that's why I love joining this kind of thing because it's so important. We need to talk about it and, and get, yeah, get awareness. So Derek says, wow, can sing too, woman of many talents. <laughs> so Nadia, tell us about, I don't know if you're a singer too. I know you're a musician. You play some, are you playing instruments? And I'm a singer. Singer, go for it. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 not right now. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, tell so you can see my, um, my mm -hmm. camera is um, turned around. Yeah. If I point that way, it's actually that way. Yeah. So that thing is my music equipment. Yeah, so I grew up in a very creative household. My mother is a singer and a painter and a sculptist. I don't know the word in English, per se. Um, my sister inherited one half of those talents and I inherited the other half. So my sister is an amazing painter, artist, everything, and I can sing quite well. 
Um, and I'm a jazz singer, mostly pop and jazz, and I do weddings and parties and and things like that. Yeah. A woman of many talents. Yeah. <laughs> so you can go into these small businesses, sing a little bit, you know, get them comfortable. And then I always wanted to write a cybersecurity song, you know. You should. <laughs> you need to. I have someone doing a theme song for me. There's another person, I forgot her, and her name is slipping my mind right now, who does um some cyber rapping. So that's so cool. Go for it. Yeah, great. The, yeah. The community needs it. Exactly. I will definitely come up with a half rap, half jazz song about cyber. <laughs> I don't know. You. Yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nadia, you one of the things that's fascinating about what you, um, your background is that, and I know that you um, got into this. You got into um, privacy law, helping children because you had your own um, because you grew up in had some challenges in your own life, right? Growing up? Yeah. Is that something you want to just, you want to talk about? You can yeah. ask anything. Yeah. No worries. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, I read a little bit about some challenges in your own um, childhood that, yeah. and that's what led you to wanting to protect children. So yes. can you tell us a little bit about that? Definitely. So, as I said, I grew up with a very creative mother, uh, amazingly talented, but some challenges. So my sister and I um, decided to yeah, run away from home, basically, when I was 14 and she was 15, my sister, and because uh, it was just too unsafe at home. And um, the well, I was already kind of in the system, so I had one number to call. And so she arranged for me and my sister to, um, you know, we got a case at the family judge and we were uh, placed into foster care. And um, but our foster family turned uh, turned into well, my grandmother turned into our foster family, and that was amazing. So we were still able to stay with family and still, you know, keep in contact with our mother. Um, but just having a little bit of a better environment to grow up in and to turn into this adult who had no idea um, about normal life. So that was amazing. That really saved us, I think. And propelled you into wanting to go to law school to help other children. Exactly. Yeah. So my first idea was that I wanted to work for UNICEF. And that was the goal. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start law school and then I can get into UNICEF and then I can help children. So during my master's degree, I actually got an internship at UNICEF and I was like, oh my God, I made my goal. Mm -hmm. uh, I got an internship in Geneva, the most expensive city in the world. Um, and uh, I did an internship for four months. I spoke at the UN Human Rights Council, which was amazing. And I learned so much. And then when I got back, I finished my uh, master's degree, which was all about children's rights during war, because my master's was international public law, or public international law, with a focus on international humanitarian law, which is basically the law of war. And so I focused on children's rights during conflict. Um, and yeah, but now I don't do anything with that anymore. But it's still, it was an amazing experience and I'm so happy and grateful for the chances I got there. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's such an amazing, amazing story. story. Yeah. You know, Michael? No. 
Okay, for some reason I hear an echo. Um, so Nadia, what is next for you? You've, I mean, you're so early in your career. Do you have so another thing? I know you're not technical at all. You have the cybersecurity, you have the law, the privacy law um, background. Do you have any, are you, do you plan to get certifications or anything like that? Or, you know, yeah. I know your Chris has, he's the hardcore cyber, you know, he's the technical, <laughs> he's the technical one. <laughs> yeah. So whenever we talk about development of the product, I can really talk about what I want it to be like visionary but when it comes to requirements or a proof of concept or anything like that i have no idea so i definitely want to do a cybersecurity qualification just a basic one to to get me kind of up to speed in the basics um but i still maintain my position that you do not need cybersecurity qualifications as you said renee you don't need them to get into this field um especially if you know you're leading the business because i'm i'm doing so many different things um that i never imagined myself to do so i have so much to learn amongst which cybersecurity. i won't do CISP or anything um i won't be a hardcore cybersecurity consultant but just the essentials just so that i know what chris is talking about and i can kind of say that he's wrong sometimes just to prove it <laughs> Because uh, now he can tell me anything, basically. So we don't need that. We shouldn't have that. Um, and But I'm doing lots of different things in terms of qualifications. I'm doing an online course on leadership because all of a sudden I'm a boss. And I'm doing the IBM online course on cybersecurity essentials, which is very basic, but it's really cool to kind of learn some things. How big is your team? We have. Chris and Hannah. We have an intern, Emra, uh, and we have we start had someone starting last Monday. He's a project manager, and we're looking into hiring. And that's why we need a new round of investment. So lots of stuff is happening. We want to hire people, and we want to develop some technical cool stuff. So lots is happening. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Now, the, the folks that you're looking to hire, you know, it's funny because I usually bring people on and have them have leaders talk about what they look for in hiring cyber talent. Is it going to be another technical person that you're looking to bring on next or just a different type of background? No. So um, Chris has got the cyber security experience, but he's mm -hmm. also got a load of experience in sales. So the ideal situation would be that Chris can move away a little bit from the technical stuff, get someone else to do that, and someone that you know we're comfortable with saying, you know, go do that, and it happens, which we have now. We're very lucky with that. Um, and then he can focus on sales. So it would definitely be a technical person, uh, probably a cybersecurity consultant, who can also kind of help with um developing the the technical product so we're developing a platform that will be just a, a piece of software for smes to protect themselves from a cybersecurity perspective and a data privacy perspective and in developing that we need as much help as we can get in terms of you know um knowledge and experience from a technical person 
Sorry, my answers are very long-winded. No, no, it's great. It's awesome because you're able to kind of share with me because we're having a conversation. So we're, you know, we're talking through it and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm probing to see if any of my people might be a fit. (laughs) So so as you're talking about this, I'm, you know, kind of doing a mini intake. Like, hey, would any of these folks that are listening potentially be a fit for you? And can they be remote and all that good stuff? Or do they need to be? in the Netherlands or can they be in the United States or around the world? We are completely remote. So Hannah is in Barcelona. Um, The rest of the team is in the Netherlands uh, at the moment, but we are, and one of my friends, uh, Dania, she's also a semi part of the team. She's from the BVI and she, but she's now in London. So we're all over the place. Yeah, the future of work. Yeah, exactly. Work from anywhere. Very, very awesome. So Nadia, we're coming up on a 30 minute mark. You know, I try to keep these to 30 minutes so fast, so fast. So if you were to give a sage piece of advice, and this is usually comes from my my co-host who's still on the beach, (laughs) Chris Fulon. If you were to give one sage piece of advice to folks who are looking and watching and seeing you out here, your young woman in the field, your CEO, what would you tell you know the next person that wants to break into the industry? Well, first of all, I've already said it, but you don't need cybersecurity qualifications because there's so much to do that you can do it from any starting point. And I would encourage you because there's a massive shortage of cybersecurity talent, and but there's so much happening that we need you. But also just find that one thing that you're passionate about and just focus on it and do it fully. So I try to to balance different jobs, doing the cybersecurity thing combined with my old job, combined with lots of other things. I would say just choose what you want to do. Don't be afraid because, you know, I quit my job, my permanent contract during COVID. And in the Netherlands, a permanent contract is a very good thing to have. Um, I quit my job. Because I just had, you know, that drive, that passion and the trust that, you know, if I tried, I would make it work. So trust yourself, just do it, focus fully, but also don't work too hard and take some time to breathe. Don't get overworked. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't burn out because we need you and we need you healthy. So, yeah. Sage advice from a 20-something, a 26-year-old. You want to come and be my grandma right now? That's what Sargon said. Proud of you, Nadia. My grandmother also raised oh, us. Um, cool. I sing as well. You never know. That's so cool. Oh, yeah, my grandmother was a integral part of my life, too. My mom is a single mom, and my grandmother pretty much raised yeah. us. So um, thank you, grandparents, because without them, seriously. Uh, thank awesome. you. Dan. So um, Danielle says, Nadia, you go, girl. You are going places. Thank and you. Roger, is, thank you so much, Nadia, for your time. And thank you, Renee, for hosting. You are welcome. So thank you, Renee. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. We'd love to have you. I mean, this was so exciting to learn about you, to learn about your business, what you're doing for small businesses, and that you are a woman-owned 
um, cybersecurity business with a privacy law background. I mean, everything that we talk about and, and sharing with people, especially the folks who demystify cybersecurity, demystify this whole process and see like this young woman is out here doing it and you are amazing. So we cannot wait to see what's gonna, you have to come back next year and tell us like what's happening and where the company is and you know show us all your products and all that good stuff so oh, super cool. excited we have so many people chiming in here very smart lady um good oh, advice i'm on vacation um derek says great advice and patrick so oh cool. little fan club here girl <laughs> thank you so much i would love Absolutely. to come back yeah yeah all about it. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. So folks, daily cybersecurity awareness month pop-up videos. I mean, people uh, from all around the world coming on breaking into cybersecurity every day, every single day for cybersecurity awareness month. So stay tuned for our guest tomorrow. Thank you again, Nadia, and thank you the um audience for being as awesome as you are, always engaging, always, you know, here, typing in comments and all that good stuff. It is, it makes it more fun to do that you are here. So, all right, from the Netherlands and from the DC metro area. Yeah. <laughs> okay. From there, by the way, DC. Anyway. Really? <laughs> cool. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.